Hello, welcome to More Than Abstract. I'm Pranjal, and I'm joined by Eric. How's it going? Ah, so far so good. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right as well. So I, I made us a Twitter handle. So whenever an episode comes out, I'll make a tweet about it and maybe include some pictures just to give people a better idea of what I'm talking about. So if you're interested, feel free to follow us uh, on Twitter. At, it's, the handle is at More Abstract, M-O-R-E-A-B-S-T-R-A-C-T. Another good thing about this is I can show you all the cool stuff uh, that I'm talking about in the form of pictures. All right, so with that out of the way, uh, let's talk about our main topic. Today, I'll be telling you the story of how we got x-ray machines, oh. everything that goes around, uh, along with that. So if you've been to a dentist or broken a bone, you, you've probably seen one. And of course, like everyone, the first few times, you're a little bit scared of the thing. Like, I definitely remember the first time I went to the dentist, I was just like, I was sitting there with my mouth, uh, with my mouth open and this thing shoved into it. And I'm like, isn't this like a bad thing for people? Like, isn't this not okay? Why are they putting this heavy vest on me? What are they doing? Yeah. Like, isn't lead? Why am I wearing lead? <laughs> but Right? It feels weird the first time, but after you do it a few times, I guess, you know, you get used to it. Um, so let's talk about how we got to this point. As I usually do, I'll set the stage for you. We're in 1895. The scientific community is pretty confident in their understanding of the world around them. In the minds of many scientists at this time, they thought that physics was a pretty much solved science at this point. There's not really much that they can add to um, the general knowledge pool, rather, uh, other than maybe adding a few decimal places to the things they already know. The only real thing that people didn't understand at this time, or at least scientists didn't understand at this time, was things on the cutting edge. So there was this weird thing where people didn't understand light very well. It was acting a little funky. Is it a particle? Is it a wave? The world may never know. Oh, well, they'll, they'll, they'll know eventually. <laughs> and, and then this material that just loses its mass over time for no reason. You just leave it out there and all of a sudden it becomes lighter. Little do they know that all these problems would lead to the behemoth of quantum mechanics that we're still struggling with today. <laughs> but uh, let's ignore that for now. So there was this odd device that someone made. Usually in this time, um, like, you may be familiar with the telegram. I, I believe when the telegram was made, people didn't really have a very good understanding of electricity and how that worked, or the fundamentals of that, that but they could use the machine, so they made it and then used it for communication. Press button, line goes beep. That's pretty much the, the idea there. That's kind of funny. Like, here's this device. I don't know how it works, but it does the thing, so let's use it. Yeah, <laughs> people did it. Uh, I mean, it got us the good, the good stuff that we have today. But there was this one thing in particular that led to x-rays. I'll, I'll share a picture of it on our Twitter, uh, and I'll share one with you now. That's what it looks like. Oh, okay. Imagine an incandescent light bulb with a little bit of an elbow coming out of it, with wires coming out of the elbow and the bottom part. This it reminds me of the shape of a uh, lava lamp, but it's sideways. Yeah, that, that's a good that's a good point. It, it does kind of look like a lava lamp. It, it, so it wasn't interesting to people just because it was so because some glass blower made a crazy looking light bulb. If you took if you removed a lot of the air from it, like you do with light bulbs, and ran a high voltage between the elbow and then the bottom of the bulb, you get this really weird stream of light almost. Like you can see it in uh, the picture. Right. So that's that's neat and all, and people were like, what's going on over there? But uh, the really weird thing is that there's something else that's not visible to people, but they could tell that something else is there. Okay. So what is all this stuff? 
uh, nobody can see it, uh, obviously, but they can tell it's there. Uh, Tesla noticed that around this light bulb there was some damage to his equipment, um, but nobody came into his lab and smashed things up only in that area, so it, it must have been the light bulb, something there. And there are other things too, like uh, you remember those rolls of negatives that we used to have in cameras that oh, were sensitive yeah. to light? Yes, absolutely. Something more primitive than that, a primitive version of that was around at the time, and it looked like some people's photos got ruined, absolutely ruined. Okay. But only when that tube was on. Turns out this photographing film stuff would get ruined even when there's a barrier between the tube and it. So something weird is going on from this tube, and it's going through barriers even. So if it's on the other side of a wall in your house and you turn the tube on... Your, your family portrait that's hanging up, if it was that old film stuff, would just completely be blank. That's, yeah, that's exactly it. Wow, okay. Um, people didn't really know what this was, uh, so they gave it, and they called it rays. And whenever someone made, a, like, a new tube with a different material in it, they would publish a paper and then name another ray after themselves. So there there would be so many of these rays out there that are named after scientists. I, I honestly hope one of them's last name was Ray. <laughs> Ray Ray. <laughs> well, we have our Ray Ray bulb over there. It uh, it's really bad at destroying photos. Anyway, so you have all these people naming Ray after themselves. Then along comes a scientist who was able to make the connection between these rays that are coming out and something like an X-ray machine. So instead of putting a piece of aluminum in in front of these tubes to see how far uh, things can get through, uh, this scientist. Uh, he put something more precious to him in front of uh, this gun, essentially, uh, of unknown rays. He put his wife's hand in between this x-ray tube and this photographic film and got the first x-ray done like that. Now, not knowing what this machine is, what made him think that was a good idea? Well, I mean, uh, you could walk around it. You, you could walk around this machine and you'd be totally fine, so... Eh. I mean... Was she a, a willing volunteer? Like, yes, dear, yeah. please stick my hand in front yeah, of the, yeah. the rays. Okay. This guy's wife was just like, sure, I'll do it. And he, uh, she put her hand in there, and all of a sudden you could see uh, this woman's bone, and she had a ring on. So you could you could see that um, there's a clear distinction between the the flesh and bone that we're made of and then other material. Now, I'm, so, I'm guessing they weren't just looking at her, her bare hand turned to bone on her wrist like where, where did they capture that image because that would be frightening it's crazy she uh she, yeah she lost all the flesh in her hand after uh they took that picture oh uh, it could be anything it's like the no oh, God, stop it no that was just the first x-ray her hand was actually fine perfectly fine right um that. did they have some uh film behind her hand and is that where they they captured it yeah, they okay. had her hand between the film and the light bulb. Got it. X-rays out of the thing, hand, film, and then all of a sudden, radiology. So this the scientist who did all this, you might know him. You might recognize the name. Could, would you want to try to give a guess? A guess to the name of the scientist who invented the field of radiology? He, he was well, one of the people who... Uh, I, I want to say that there were plenty of people who knew about this rays and stuff that were coming out. Uh, of these machines, but none of them were thinking that, okay, what if we use this for medicine until this guy? Can you think of a name? Offhand, no. Okay. Well, you, you might recognize him. Am I going to kick myself? His name was Wilhelm Rontgen. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. 
Yes. For, so for, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, there's a miniseries on HBO that looked at um, the circumstances surrounding Chernobyl and the way that they measure radiation in that show is in Röntgen. So that's how some people would be familiar with that name. I was right. I'm, I'm kicking myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that guy was so influential in his field that he got a unit of measurement named after him. And not even that. In other languages, and not English languages, X-rays are actually called something like Röntgen rays. And oh. so that's one of the rays that stuck around. Good. They, they picked a good one. Yeah, sadly, Ray Ray, uh, he, <laughs> he wasn't really too influential. So Röntgen was the first person to really see that, hey, this Ray stuff can actually be useful for medical things. And it didn't take long for, uh, it didn't take long at all for x-ray machines to make its way to hospitals. Like, within a year, it was pretty, it, it was out there. It was pretty rare, but still, if the president broke a bone or something, they could get an x-ray done on them. I'm fairly certain uh doctor who's questioning whether a bone is broken or not immediately saw how useful that was yeah absolutely i i think there was one case where a president got shot and needed to see the x-ray but i think it was mckinley but it took too long for them to actually get the x-ray machine out there to him and he ended up dying from sepsis or something but well that that's beside the point i'm glad i don't live in the past man it took a while before people realized what it was that was coming out of this really bright or well kind of dim light bulb but they um, made imaging machines around it so these vitascopes were made and people were doing experiments using these Röntgen rays left and right and it would be pretty easy to tell that hey maybe this x-ray stuff can also be bad for you too uh oh yeah <laughs> this is the part where all the radiation comes out so it got pretty bad like when the first publications were out people weren't really using any protection or no knew how to protect themselves very well and there would be stories of people getting burns and losing their hair in these research journals just talking about i put blood sweat tears hair and burns into this oof uh, no, thank you. It was also hard to limit the exposure of these x-rays, mostly because these early x-ray machines, people would have to be exposed for a few hours to get Whoa. a good image out Whoa. to the less than a second it does today. What? You had to sit, yeah. sit still for one hour to m maybe get a decent enough picture to see what's going on? Yeah, probably in writhing pain. You'd have to sit there. Ah, I'm glad I don't live in the past, man. Again. Yeah, yeah. So happy we're in the present. I would be more happy if I lived in the future. Mm. So Edison was actually working on these x-ray machines, too. And his glassblower, the guy who would make these x-ray tubes, he ended up getting cancer uh, because he would test, his, had test the tubes out on his hand just to be sure they work before sending them out. Oh, my so, God. He so would people quickly... I'm sorry, go ahead. He would sit there for an hour trying to see if it got an image of his hand every single tube. <laughs> I, I, I'm I, not sure exactly, but I would imagine so. Ah, uh, anyway. That's, yeah. So, so people quickly wised up to the dangers. And that's pretty much the story, or the early story of x-rays. Um, most of which happened in a very short period of time. Like within a, within a decade, a good amount of the work towards making an x-ray machine was done. To put your mind at ease, today we don't get exposed to much radiation when going to an X uh, going to get an X-ray. Dental X-ray scans uh, have about the same radiation that you would feel from a three to four hour airplane flight. 
So uh, unless someone goes under an X-ray machine at an airport secure uh, at airport security, there isn't too much to worry about. What's different about airport security X-rays? Oh, so there's this thing about if an X-ray were to come in and hit a material, the higher energy it is, so the more danger it is, the mm -hmm. further it can penetrate. So with dental X-rays, they don't really need to go too far. They just need to go to you know your teeth. Um, right, just just to your bone, just through soft flesh. You're not trying to go through anything crazy. Yeah, but in airport security, they uh, crank up the voltage, uh, to in, it, crank it up to 11, I guess, yeah. uh, just to get through everything to be able to see, all right, I want to see everything that's in there. Isn't that exposure dangerous for the workers? Uh, well, it, it's confined to a specific area, and people don't exactly go in there when it's on, so it's it's usually okay. Okay, just but, like, I understand walking through it once isn't going to pose much of a threat to you, but the people that need to be around there frequently, I'm sure they have something in place, but wow. They, they absolutely have something in place. Uh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure of it, but I would imagine that uh, since they sit on one side of the machine, there is some kind of protective covering on this. Mm -hmm. Um, along with that, if you see the window that those those people have for yes. um, uh, what's inside people's bags, it's it's not a very big window. Like it, compared to the size of the actual machine that things go through, a small part. So I think um, the X-rays end up diminishing significantly before they actually leave. Right. Okay. So so you know those movies that uh, there are some movies where people end up going through the X-ray machine and you can see them that. Ugh, it's really bad. <laughs> so that's all I have for you, Eric. Okay. What do you think about this one? Oh, I wish I uh, knew what the topic was beforehand because I, I would have asked about the um, radiation badges that the uh, x-ray techs have at work. Oh. They, they have a little radiation badge that they wear on their scrubs. They have to send them in every month to look and see if they um, are only encountering like safe levels of radiation and not anything that could be dangerous. From the description of how they found the early x-rays, how they just completely destroyed those old photographs, the way I'm imagining it is a more modern version that almost has, like, different sensitivity to those different types of waves. You know what? I, I'm very much willing to believe that uh, argument. I think you're right. They have some kind of film in there, and then once you're done every however long, Right. You see how much damage has been done to that film, and if there's too much damage, they won't work for a while or won't be in the radiation areas. 3.8 Rontgen. Uh, not great. Not terrible. Three, yeah, 3.6. Oh, 3.6? Not, not, not terrible. Okay, well, if you like this episode, please consider subscribing and leave a review. Tell us what you think about it, and even tell a friend about it. You can find more episodes wherever you get podcasts.